Movies That Molded Me is a movie ranking game show where each player chooses three movies from a genre, theme, or actor. Then we rate each movie from zero to five. The player whose movie gets the most points wins the game. And in the process, we create a list of the top five movies for each episode. These are the movies that molded me. Welcome back, Movies That Molded Me listeners. This is Chris. I've got Omar, Dax, and Elizabeth here with me today. And we are going to be playing our top revenge movies of all time. Uh, As you know, Dax is a new host with us, and we're extremely excited to have him here. I think he's the one that came up with this concept. Uh, And I didn't realize it, but I fucking love revenge movies. There are so many yeah, I mean, my list, I have like 20 that I could talk about. What about you guys? Yeah, I'm up, I'm up there. I'm up there. I've got a nice, re- I've got a nice uh, reserve list just in case y'all take mine. Let's yeah, just put it that exactly. Way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, def- it definitely makes me happy when I can pick a top three and I go, oh, if someone picks all three of these, I still have three I really am excited about. <laughs> yep. Uh, yes, I agree, Chris. I have a long list, and I was going to say, I just feel the same way uh, Dax does about it, where like if anyone picks any of mine, I'm actually kind of excited because this gives me an excuse to pick to talk about others. And there's exactly. so many movies that I didn't even think were revenge movies, but really are. Like You can do so much, I feel like, with a revenge movie. There's so many different layers you can put onto it. So, All right, but if you play something like uh, you know The Three Amigos... I don't know if I'm going to count that as a revenge uh, We'll find out. It might be on my top one, <laughs> so we'll see. All right. So um, I won the last game, uh, which was pretty exciting because, you know, it's rare, I suppose, uh, and which means that I get to actually – Thank you very much. It, that means that I get to assign the order of today's game. And uh, because Elizabeth did me a solid last time, Elizabeth, I'm letting you go first. Uh, I am going second. Uh, Dax is going third because I want him to lose so badly. Omar, you will be in fourth place today. Uh, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love Talk it. Talk about and revenge. Hope, that's right. And I hope that every single one of his movies gets taken. Uh, but we'll see. Speaking of revenge movie. Uh, okay. So let's go <laughs> ahead and uh, thank you for laughing at that stupid joke, Dax. Uh, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, Elizabeth, let's hear one of your revenge movies. Okay. Well, since I'm first then, let me switch which one I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> it changes that much? It does. Oh, you're probably going to your first. <laughs> I am going with Born Identity from 2002, directed by Doug Lehman, Ooh. starring Matt Damon, Chris Cooper, Franca P- Patente, or however you say his last name. So in Sounds case you don't me. know about this movie, <laughs> a man is picked by a fishing Picked up by a fishing boat. Oh my gosh, Elizabeth learned to read. A man is picked up by a fishing boat, bullet ridden and suffering from amnesia before racing to elude assassins and attempting to re- regain his memory. I put this on my list uh, as a movie that molded me because it was one movie I clearly remember watching in theaters. Do I remember who I went with? No. Do I remember loving it? Yes. And I went to all the rest of the movies except for the last, the fourth one that didn't have Matt Damon in it. Um, I had to see all of them. They were so, incredible. So Matt Damon 
really molded you is what you're trying Matt to say. Matt Damon molded me. Yes. Yes, he did. Um, <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I really like this series uh, because it starts at the end of the story, essentially, uh, it, or it felt like it. It felt like it started at the end of the story, just dropped you in. And you're like, you're trying to figure out who he is as much as he's trying to figure out who he is. And he has this whole story that he's trying to figure out. And then and anyway, you're, or you're dropped in the middle, I guess, in the middle of the story. Anyway, I loved it. I loved it. So, um, yeah, I don't have any cool facts about it. So I'm going to let Dax go from there. But <laughs> well, tell me this fact. What do you give this movie on the grayscale? Oh, yeah, sure. OK, so clearly a five. <laughs> All right. Uh, Elizabeth is going to give Born Identity a five. Dax, what do you think about the Born Identity? Uh, this is one of the coolest franchises that exists out there. Uh Elizabeth, have you seen the actual fourth one? Because there is a there is a technical fourth one that was a side project with Jeremy Renner, and then there's an actual just called Jason Bourne with Matt Damon. Oh, I forgot about Jason Bourne. I don't yeah. think I saw that one. I don't know that you have to, but <laughs> uh, if you if you want to complete the run, it's it's out there and it's totally it's totally worth watching. Uh, Matt Damon's probably my favorite actor of all time. Honestly, uh, he's in my favorite movie ever, uh, Goodwill Hunting. Um, I love this series because it, this series to me introduced all of these really great actors that were kind of these great character actors that I didn't know very well. I didn't know their names, maybe, especially because I was 17 when this comes out. So Chris Cooper, um, Clive Owen plays a really small hitman part, but like Brian Cox is in there. And then as the series goes on, they keep bringing more people in. Uh, uh, Ed Norton eventually shows up. Uh, a bunch of other really great actors just keep getting thrown into the series. Um, this is the first spy movie I remember seeing because it's not long uh the Mission Impossible series has been rebooted at this point. James Bond has never stopped. This is the first spy movie I've ever seen that really felt like, oh, this is probably what it's actually like to be a spy. It's scary. It's lonely. You don't really know what you're doing. You have a weird safe house. You have money. You have a bunch of different IDs. You just sit around in a, <laughs> with nothing on the walls waiting for someone to call you to go kill someone. And what a weird, lonely life that is. And to wake up, not know who you are, and have to come back to that, what a weird what a weird world to be living in. Um, Matt Damon's great. Uh, there's a really great scene in, uh, in The 40-Year-Old Virgin where they're watching The Born Identity. And uh, one of the guys goes, man, Matt Damon's really, like, rocking the shit in this one. I used to think he was a Streisand, but, like, he's just killing it in this. <laughs> uh, and that was really kind of the perception of Matt Damon. He is making all the pretty horses, and he was doing these art films and working with great directors. And then all of a sudden, he's like bona fide badass where people are asking the question who is tougher in a fight batman or jason bourne and people are picking jason bourne uh <laughs> i saw i saw this one in theaters but i saw every other one forward at a midnight screening because i love this series so much i a hundred percent would give it uh five stars nice wow omar what do you think about the born identity Aren't you going before me? But uh, yeah, so I thought it was, uh, I mean, in order, 
but yeah, I thought it was a good movie. Uh, I thought it was a great movie as far as like, I love Matt Damon and I love uh, that. Like, this is like the first movie I felt like uh, kind of what Dash was just saying, like, uh, you know, where he's not just playing some drama role, you know, where it's like, he's an action character, he's the lead character. And he's like, it, it was a, it was a different side of Matt Damon than that anyone ever saw and it was like wow we want we need more of this you know, like and so um yeah a strong pick babe i give it uh four and a half why not uh i would give the born identity a 1.5 because i have not seen it and in wow. fact i was just talking to dax about this the other day about oh. the born films that I haven't seen any of them. And, uh, you know, after hearing you guys talk about it, uh, I mean, I didn't know Ed Norton was in it or Clive Owen. That sounds great. <laughs> it sounds really, really good. So, uh, I'm I, I, but I'm sorry. I haven't seen it. Yeah. I know. Uh, 1.5 for me. I was doing so well. <laughs> you still did great. 16 out of 20 points. That's I a mean, really strong lead there, Elizabeth. Okay. Definitely. <laughs> okay. You know, you know, Elizabeth is sitting there going like, I got a good one, but I know there's at least one more that's going to just fall off a cliff. Like she's got a, <laughs> she's so used to like everyone just dropping her on her face. So it's all good. Yeah. I, I, I apologize. So uh, born identity, is it the born identity or just born identity? The born identity. Okay, good. Uh, it's going to get a 16 on the grayscale. And I think that's a pretty strong, a pretty strong score. Uh, that brings us to my movie, uh, and I am going to play uh, Inglorious Bastards, which mm. is a 2009 mm. alternative history fiction film written and directed by Quentin Tarantino. Uh, it stars Brad Pitt, Melanie Laurent, ow, uh, ow. Christoph Waltz, Diane Kruger, Michael Fassbender, and Ryan from The Office. Uh, the movie is about <laughs> uh, Shoshana Dreyfus. BJ Novak, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's because nobody knows his name. Yes, they do. Um, yeah, they I guess do. maybe like really big fans of The Office, but he's not like an A-list <laughs> actor or anything. Like nobody he's goes an to movies writer. because it has BJ Novak in it. I agree. I think he's great. And I think he does really good in this movie. But if I say BJ Novak, nobody, nobody's like the majority of people aren't going to go, oh yeah, Ryan from The Office. So, but if I say Ryan from the office, the majority of people go, I know who that is. So he's the temp. I I want to disagree, (laughs) but I can't. Uh, so this movie is about uh, Shoshana Dreyfus, uh, or at least this is how it starts out, who's a Jewish girl in hiding in Nazi-occupied France. Uh, she loses her whole, her whole family at the hands of SS Colonel Hans Landa, nicknamed the Jew Hunter. Uh, an American lieutenant, Aldo Rain, gathers a commando of Jews, German dissenters, and American soldiers who work in collusion with German actress Bridget von Hammersmark to hunt down and kill as many Nazis as possible on their way to take out Hitler. Uh, the two stories merge when uh, a Gables propaganda film is to be played at Shoshana's Theater, where the two different plots to take out the Nazis and Hitler ensue, uh, allowing, of course, all parties to get their revenge. Um this is my favorite movie of all time, and wow. I think it is a perfect film. Uh, the first five minutes, or excuse me, the first 15 minutes of the movie is the best dialogue in all of cinema, in my opinion. Um, it is an incredible scene. Um, it's 
I don't know. There's three different languages in that first scene between two people, really. Uh, the whole movie, there's just all sorts of different. I don't, I don't even think the majority of this film is even in English. I think the majority of it is in French and German. Um, but it's an incredible movie. And of course, I'm going to give it five out of five stars. Uh, Elizabeth, what do you think about Inglorious Bastards? I went to see this movie because of BJ Novak. <laughs> <laughs> it all makes sense now <laughs> Incredible. i'm such a huge fan of the office that i will watch yeah. any movie that one of the actors from the show is in <laughs> and, sure and um actually went not knowing brad pitt was in it <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man or did I remember this was 2009, so Omar and I watched it. We had to have watched it together. Did we watch it as a DVD or maybe we actually – I don't remember. I just remember watching it because it was BJ Novak. But anyway, I I thought it was a, a very bloody movie. That was my initial um, takeaway. It's so bloody. And I don't usually do incredibly bloody movies like that. But it was macabre or ma- how do you say that word? It's like yeah, dark but – funny and you don't want to laugh but you do and it's about world war ii so they're killing people all over the place whether it's the germans killing the jews or the americans killing the germans it's just like there's a lot of killing (laughs) (laughs) um but it yeah yeah but i wanted to laugh through it it was so weird it's so weird so i'm giving it a four Okay. Yeah. Okay. Go BJ. Uh, I think that's a. I think that's a nice score, and uh, you you chose the appropriate word of macabre since it's a French word, and and a lot of the movies in French. Wow. <laughs> um, so okay, very good. Uh, Dax, what do you think about Inglorious Bastards? Um, this is a really it's a really interesting movie. Um, I I meant to ask this earlier of Elizabeth too. Uh, Chris, tell me why it's a revenge movie. Like what what about it makes? I think we should like kind of give our uh, sure. our pitch for that as well. Well, okay, so to start out with, uh, the main character, Shoshana, her whole family gets murdered in front of her, and she actually enacts the revenge because, uh, you know, in the movie, she's able to uh, take on this alternative character or this alternative uh, persona where she's able to hide in plain sight uh, in France, and uh, she just happens to own this movie theater where, um, you know, uh, they they plan on having one of the propaganda films where Hitler is going to be in attendance. Okay. And so she comes up with a plan to get revenge on uh, the Nazis for killing her family. And and that's exactly what she does. She ends up setting a fire or at least her, her, uh, her boyfriend Marcel does uh, and burns the place with all the Nazis in it to the ground. But that's not the only revenge that's happening. Uh, some of the members of the bastards who are German dissenters or, you know, people of Jewish origin, uh, they also are there uh, to try to get their revenge on Hitler as well. So um, from my opinion, it's a two part revenge movie, really. Right on. Yeah. I wasn't, yeah. I, I was totally not disagreeing. I just uh, realized that if, if we're in Jew revenge, we might as well uh, give our pitch on it, especially because some yeah. of these are potentially going to be uh, a little bit debatable if we pick some sure. fun ones. Uh, yeah. uh, Quentin Tarantino is fantastic. I love him as a director. I will watch anything he does, good or bad, just to see what he does. He's an interesting guy. He, uh, just recently was on a podcast uh, that I listened to uh, on this uh, 
network called The Ringer, and they do a bunch of really interesting things. He's done some interviews with them where they do a they do a rewatchables movie list, and he chose three movies to that he thinks are super rewatchable. You could just listen to him talk all day long. Uh, I uh, this is oddly it's a highly debatable movie. Um, he's got a couple that could be on the revenge list, of course. Yeah, um, almost <laughs> almost all of them you could make an argument yeah. for, honestly. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I've seen this movie a bunch. It's actually my ex-wife's her favorite Quentin movie. Um, and the there are a couple really incredible standout performances, especially with Christoph Waltz. And yeah. then for me, it's the first time I realized like, oh, I need to really pay attention to this guy Fassbender. Like he is going to be yeah. a guy to watch. Um, it is number six on my Quentin Tarantino list, though. It is not. I just can't believe that. <laughs> it is not my it is not my favorite. Uh, I don't love all of the revisionist history in this one. Uh, the high one of the highest like asked ethical questions is if you saw Hitler walking down the street, would you kill him? Idea, uh, and I think that that's a you know I think it's a fun question, but I don't think this movie works completely. Uh, I can give it a three. Wow. Okay. I'm actually surprised to hear that. I can't believe it's uh, that low on the list. Um, would you put the Hateful Eight above this or below it? Below it like far far, okay. far below it yeah that tends to be most tarantino fans least favorite movie so all right um that's surprising though okay uh omar what do you think about inglorious bastards uh not surprised you played it i know you've talked about it often know that uh you love the movie i personally not a fan um <laughs> i i don't know i feel that great about quentin tarantino uh and I know I'm probably gonna get some hate for all this, but yeah, Inglorious Bastards. I've if I saw it with you, babe, I don't remember. Um, I have some other friends. I think that like because a lot of people love this movie, and so that's why I know I'm I'm gonna stepping in some shit here. But I I I don't I don't like it. I mean, it is funny. I'm not gonna lie. It's definitely bloody. It's just something that like I I don't know like uh. I don't like Tarantino, I think, is what I'm coming to understand um, <laughs> as, as of recent. So um, I give it a two. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. That means that Inglorious Bastards is going to get a 14 on the grayscale. Uh, that brings us to Dax's movie. Dax, what do you got for us? That is what you get for picking one of the greatest movies of all time on an opinion-based <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Definitely uh, has some of the greatest performances of all time, for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. Okay, so uh, as again, I, I'm always going to try to play things a little off-center, especially at least on one of my picks. I had some, some that I think are really obvious. I wanted to pick one that was not as obvious. Um but I think still works and is one of the more fun movies that just exist uh, ever. Uh, I'm going to go with 2004's Mean Girls. Oh, yeah. That is on my list. Is it? Oh, no. Yes. I can, I can switch if you need me to. Or no, I, can, I, I don't. I can private message you a different one. Uh, nope. 
based on a book, um, uh, I think it's co-written by Tina Fey, uh, starring Lindsay Lohan, um, a cast of a lot of young actors, uh, actresses, uh, most famously Rachel McAdams kind of breaks from this movie uh, in a way that she was probably going to anyway, but this was a real fun role for her to play. Um, a girl named Caddy Heron going to high school, coming from Africa for the first time from being homeschooled, makes friends with two groups at the same time, the most popular girls and the coolest people you will ever meet. Um, <laughs> their self-proclaimed <laughs> title. Uh, and in turn, she starts to learn about social dynamics within high school, within America, um, gets betrayed and does some betraying as well. Um, ends up uh, having to fight the more popular girls in a game of uh, I'm your friend, but not really. Um, her friends start to turn on her and is trying to help sabotage kind of her storyline she's creating for herself. Um, there are a lot of really cute moments. There's a lot of um, kind of social commentary about, you know, the early 2000s and what it was like to be a teenager, what it was like to be a kid, what it was like to be in your 20s, what it was like to work in an office. I mean, it really went uh, really across the board of uh, social dynamics within uh um, male, female, mixed company, all races, genders. It really took everything that, in my opinion, like Clueless had set up and made the more modern 2000s version of it. Um, I think it's a really good movie. I think it's really fun. Um, again, like I said, I did not pick uh, what I think are the absolute greatest movies ever. Um, so I'm going to even give myself a four on this one. But I do love this movie. I think it's really fun to talk about. And uh, I'm curious to hear what everyone else has to say. Well, what exactly about this movie makes it a revenge movie? I think that's a good idea to, to justify it. Uh, she betrays both of her friends, and uh, she's taking it out on the popular girls, and her friends are taking it out on her. So they're both um, getting enacting revenge on each other kind of at the same time and unknowingly to each other. It's, a, it's almost like a secret revenge movie. Um, people are playing both sides. They're being friendly to your face, and then sabotaging you behind your back okay yeah and, and i agree with you it's definitely it, this made my short list but um and, and i guess i can go ahead and talk about it i i did like this movie a lot and it's one of those movies from uh that era that is one of the standout movies it's funny i think uh if i'm not mistaken did tina fey write this no so she wrote the screenplay rosalind okay. wiseman wrote a book called queen bees and wannabes that was gotcha. like a like a text, not a textbook. It was a social experiment written book. It wasn't even a novel or anything. And she took that and made a screenplay off of it. Okay. Gotcha. Well, it, it's got a lot of really cool SNL, uh, you know, people in it. So it kind of feels to me like an SNL movie almost. Um, we, you know, I love Tim uh, Meadows. Yes. Uh, Amy Poehler is so funny in it. Yes. Whenever the dog is chewing on her fake tits and she doesn't <laughs> even feel it. Like it's, <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Um, <laughs> And uh, as far as the elements of revenge go in the movie, like I, I see it more as like Janice Ian's revenge because she's been picked on. Uh, she's been called Dyke. She's been put in the burn book or whatever. And she's using Katie or Caddy, however her name is pronounced, um, to, to, to enact that revenge by giving, by giving um, uh, Regina George uh, these fattening 
candy bars and telling her that it's like weight loss stuff. And so she's, you know, she's having to wear sweats or whatever. And then of course she set up this whole world with her little plastic friends that if you're not wearing a certain thing, you can't sit with them. And so she's ousted from her own group. I I mean, it's total revenge, you know, but like in a very uh, weird, dramatic girl, you know, uh, teenage girl way. And it's very funny. Uh, I love this movie. I also give it a four. Uh, Elizabeth, what do you think about Mean Girls? I love it. I quote it often. Um, on Wednesdays, we wear your mom's pink. chest hair. <laughs> <laughs> Danny DeVito, I love your work. Um, uh, the, uh, my favorite quote though is Amy Poehler. I'm not a normal mom. I'm a cool mom, and I I say that to my kids often, and they just roll their eyes at me. And you know, I yeah. definitely I'm not that, but that's okay. Um, yeah, I loved this. I love this movie. At one point, I owned it. I don't know. We've moved several times since I bought it, so I think it's been lost in the abyss. But um, yeah, I, I love this movie. I love Tina Fey. I think she's fantastic. And she had her little cameo role in there. And I, yeah, I don't know. I just love it. I love it. There's not much more I can say you guys haven't already said. So I will also give it a four. All right. Uh it was produced yeah. by Lauren Michaels and Lauren Michaels had oh. an SNL. So he, he helped it be that. And so it does have that SNL sort of shine to it. Very similar to kind of all those movies he's produced for sure. So you're yeah. not wrong on that. Definitely. I, and I didn't know that, but that makes total sense. I can definitely see that being the case. Uh, Omar, what do you think about Mean Girls? Have not seen it. So 1.5. Possible. <laughs> it's definitely possible. I've not seen it. Um, but it sounds like a great ca- cast and stuff. Yeah, I, sh- I should probably watch it. I mean, if you bought it again, Elizabeth, I'd watch it with you for sure. But um, I, I do. So I private messaged Chris while you guys were talking because I definitely had more time to think about my Inglorious Bastards score. As long as the rest of you guys are okay with it, I'd like to change my score. And that might calm some of the listeners down too a little bit as well. But I feel like I feel like I still feel the same way I do about Quentin Tarantino. But as far as Quentin Tarantino mo- like movies, there's like it is funnier. It's I, I don't know. I I would not want to rewatch it. So it's not going to get a much higher score. Um, but I think it should be closer to the three range than to the two range. Um, from me, so I'll, I'll get if I can give it like a two point eight. I would, I would. <laughs> sure. Well, I obviously vote yes. <laughs> How does everybody else feel about the change? Yes. Dax is quiet. Uh, yeah, I don't. I I think uh, giving it another just arbitrary score does not matter to me at all. well hey i like it because it's gonna make it be 14.8 as opposed to 14 so uh all right so so just a recap real quick on that inglorious bastards now has a 14.8 as opposed to 14 (laughs) uh and that's gonna give mean girls can i can can i change last week's scores as well i'd like to (laughs) re-arbitrate every everything we chose last week only if you give it a 0.8 less or more can you do that? Okay. okay. Um, all right. So Mean Girls is going to end up with a 13.5 on the grayscale. All right. Uh, Omar, that brings us to your revenge movie. Let's hear what you got. Sure. Uh, I'll go with uh, uh, my love, my man crush, Mr. Ryan Reynolds, and 2016's Deadpool. Um, 
I love me some Ryan Reynolds. Uh, put me on a deserted island with the man. I think that like the characters he plays is great. He's a, a gorgeous man as well. Um, I think that like, looking guy. this is one of those things where uh, he just nails the character like so well. And he's just perfect. I couldn't think of anybody else to play Deadpool. He's so much Deadpool. And then even when, like, when Ryan, sorry, even when Ryan Reynolds is being uh, Ryan Reynolds, I'm like, that's Deadpool. You know what I mean? So uh, he, and he like saved, like, it wasn't his first superhero try, you know, have uh, Green Lantern. I think he played that, oh, yeah. and uh, and that sucked. And so, like, he I, he felt bad about that one, and really just took some real time before. Like, I think he was like wanting to de- do Deadpool for years, like ten years before he actually like did it. He was, uh, was Deadpool there, in one of the X Men movies. He was dead, a different version of Deadpool in a Wolverine movie. Correct. Like, oh. and like, but it, it wasn't very long in that. But it was badass in that movie too. I think that was the first time. Like you see him, but like you said, like it was a different version of of the Deadpool. It wasn't the the same one that like yeah, his, came his out in 2016. Were like sewn shut. He didn't say a single word in that movie. Yeah, and, and in fact, like uh, the like in the intro of like uh, like that's the thing about so 2016 Deadpool with Ryan Reynolds, uh, directed by Tim Miller, and uh, like even in the like first like epilogue or the first intro of the 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 movie, like it has you rolling. And it's just nonstop polarity all the way through. Uh, the character plays is a he's a, a merc who basically had some experiments done to him that was supposed to make him like kind of invincible, but made him hideous looking. And the whole movie is about him getting his revenge on the people who who basically used him as a science experiment. And um, he can't die, so he's like a horrible uh, role model, horrible hero but he's like the anti-hero and it's just great i just i just love how he just embraces like the suck and is just going after it and it really is a badass and uh the hilarity is non-stop i give it a five all right uh let's see here omar gives deadpool a five elizabeth what do you think about deadpool i i know i've seen it i know i laughed through it that's what i remember of deadpool so <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give it a three because it didn't make an impression, but it was Ryan Reynolds and it was funny. And it's one of my husband's favorite movies. So I, yeah, like, <laughs> does, is that okay? <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, Dax, what do you think about Deadpool? Um, I remember seeing it in the movie. I remember, you know, the big crowd, the uh, laughs, the pace, all of that stuff was, uh, you know, it was electric. It was an interesting movie. It was a superhero movie that we hadn't had in the past. Um, Tim Miller did this really cool thing where he wanted to make this movie, knew that he wasn't going to get the job. Uh, so he took some money and essentially made the opening fight scene in the car in the style that he would direct the movie in. And it got leaked by someone. We're not sure who Tim Miller probably. Did. <laughs> and, uh, and then he got the job based on kind of fan reaction to this leaked test. Uh, so it's an interesting story. Uh, Tim Miller doesn't go on to direct the sequel, which I, another interesting little wrinkle. Um, Ryan Reynolds is, is a, he, I think he's a better actor than he gets credit for. Um, 
this is not my favorite version of him. Um, and then I have a I have a a weird ethical movie lover issue with this movie in that uh, it's a false indie movie. I mean, it's it's a huge budget. I forget what the budget is on this. It's a huge budget, and but it's like winking at the camera the whole time. It's being kind of meta and making fun of superhero movies while being one of the biggest superhero movies that exist. Uh, I think that there are a lot of really good superhero movies. I think that the culture is shifting and it's taking away from superhero movies. And unfortunately, this movie represents the downfall of American cinema to me. <laughs> it's the beginning <laughs> of the fall. Uh, false, false, uh, false. All the uh, reasons why I love it. He's, he's, he's describing all the reasons why I love it. <laughs> so you love it because it's killing the American art form of film? Uh, that's a I, weird I don't thing think to say it, I don't on think a movie podcast. I don't, think it's, I don't think it's killing it at all. But like, but yeah, it's but redefining I, it. Exactly. Oh, uh, it, in like, a was... really bad way. Uh, it's like <laughs> it, it, Deadpool is the reason that nobody uh, is, you know, watching Oscar movies, and uh, you know why? There's no reason that anyone should see Deadpool over Phantom Thread. Uh, I don't know. It's just it is What's not Phantom great. Phantom Thread. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, I want to give it a two, but I'm going to give it a 2.5 just based on some of the performances. And then I really like, uh, I like Tim Miller and his direction. Uh, but that's, that's, it's tough for me. So I'm a 2.5. Okay. It can also right. be found so, on Hulu and Sling for free. And, hey, there and you go. Amazon, you can rent it for 360 and there's also Voodoo, Apple, Google. You can rent it out there. So it's, it's definitely out there. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think, uh, Deadpool 2 is, just as good in my opinion but that's again that's cinema's already broken at that point so you know um so so dax's opinion notwithstanding i i you know as far as phantom thread goes definitely one of my favorite movies of that year uh pt anderson incredible score incredible acting i mean yes everyone should know that film however i don't know if i agree that it shouldn't exist because it's pulling people away from viewing actual good movies because that's always subjective. And in this case, Deadpool, uh, I thought it was fucking awesome. I loved it. And, uh, I laughed the whole time. I had fun while watching it. Um, but I also went and saw Phantom Thread and loved it even more than this movie. So I think that it can't, there can be a balance, uh, of that, that kind of thing. But I, I don't know that Deadpool is responsible for uh, people not watching good movies. I feel like there are tons of good movies from the nineties that people haven't seen because uh, you know, there was an X-Men movie that came out or something. I don't know. I've never seen any of those, but uh, <laughs> you know, like uh, as far as Deadpool goes, it's, it's, it's hilarious. I would take two points away because it didn't have any cool characters from the universe in it. Uh, it had that really stupid big character and, and I didn't even know who he was. Colossus. Yeah. Colossus. But I'm going to add a point because they made fun of the fact that they couldn't afford to get the actual uh, good characters in there. And I thought that was pretty fucking funny uh, to point that out in the movie. Uh, so uh, Deadpool's going to get a four for me. I thought it was great. I thought it was fun. Omar is a good pick. Did you like, did you see the second one at all? I did see the second one. Yeah, they did. They did the same thing where they had like a scene <laughs> where they're all in a room. And they're like, 
had to shut the door because I couldn't afford to like have him actually be in the movie. It's funny, but but, right. but I, guess, I guess now they're actually like pulling him into the Marvel universe, so like he's gonna. Yeah. Upset. But anyway. Yeah, and and who knows if if that's true? The fact that they didn't have the money to do it. I mean, uh, probably not. You know, it's probably a made up thing. I don't know. It was funny either it, way. It's funny nonetheless. So um, that means that Deadpool is going to get a 14.5 on the grayscale. So let's recap. Uh, Elizabeth played Born Identity, which got 16 points so far. Our leader yes. uh, in this game, uh, followed by Inglorious Bastards uh, in second place with 14.8 points. Uh, and then, of course, Omar played Deadpool with 14.5 and Dax's Mean Girls ended up with 13.5 points on the grayscale pretty strong first round uh i'm super excited elizabeth to see what you have for your round two what do you got for before us? she goes one last thing about ryan reynolds i want to plug uh the podcast smartless if if you like oh, if you yeah. like podcasts oh, yeah. and you like movies and stuff it's one of my favorite podcasts i listen to every week with jason bateman uh will arnett and sean hayes and this last week they had ryan reynolds on there and he talks a little bit about uh you know, Deadpool and all that stuff. So he's a lot of fun. Ryan Riddle seems like a really fucking cool guy after listening to that. Like he seems like he's really down to earth. He comes from, you know, the same kind of background that any one of us does. And he seems to have kind of carried that over. Well, (laughs) you know, he, he, he wasn't born in some, you know, like celebrity or, or, you know, Hollywood family that just kind of passes down the torch to their kids to become actors. Um, Like he still talks to his high school friends, which is exactly. Yeah. Which most of those people probably don't. But uh, anyway, uh, Elizabeth, what do you got? All right. 2004, Ocean's 12. Ocean's 12. Yes, I said 12. Okay. Ocean's All right. 12? Yeah. <laughs> Bite me. So, okay. okay I, here's why. I, okay. Assuming you don't know about. <laughs> Ocean's 12. <laughs> Daniel Ocean, a notorious uh, criminal re- uh, thief, recruits his team, which there's 11 of them, to pull off three major European heists in the sequel to Ocean's 11. Here's the deal. <laughs> okay. So it's George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, Julia Roberts, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Andy Garcia, Casey Affleck, Scott Kahn, Shao Kin, Bernie Mac, one of his last ones, Daniel Creed, Don Creedle, Carl Ryan, Rainier, Cheadle. Eh, oh, Cheadle, sorry. Eddie Jameson, Jemison, and Elliot Gould. You guys, the cast was phenomenal. This one is a revenge, a revenge, a revenge story. I liked this. I love the Ocean franchise. I just do. The new one, I did watch the old one from, I don't know when it was, 1940s or 50s, somewhere in there. I hated that one. But this, the the (laughs) 2000s Oceans series, I loved them. Um, Still do. Rewatch them every year, at least once or twice. Um, The reason I like this one even better than the first one is because you go into it thinking it's a sequel, so surely it'll be like the first one, and so you're already let down. But then <laughs> you don't. There's so many twists in the storyline that you don't realize what's really going on until the very end. Like, still, just like Ocean's Eleven, you wait till the end to figure out what's going on. But you think you know, and then, oh, well, now you actually know. Well, no, you don't until, oh, there's the last scene. Now you know what's going on. 
That's why I love this movie. It gets a five. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Elizabeth says that the unpredictable Ocean's 12 deserves a five. Uh, Dax, what do you think about Ocean's 12? Um, I uh, convinced my friend in high school that we should go see Ocean's Eleven, but that he needed to see the first ten before we went, and he didn't. <laughs> he, he did not. He was not willing to do that, uh, so I went by myself. Um, yeah, this cast is crazy. Um, it's got literally like the. It's one of the biggest who's who casts ever. Um, it brings in new Hollywood, old Hollywood, and then some of the three, you know, three of the biggest A-list actors and two of the biggest A-list uh, actresses at the time. Um, it throws in a weird cameo with uh, uh, Bruce Willis that you, aren't, you don't see coming until it happens. Uh, it's, a, it's a really interesting sort of spy feeling but it's not a spy movie it's a heist movie it kind of feels like a born movie or something like that but it's just a, a heist movie um this is i i was talking about this the other day um oceans eight is really almost unwatchable uh <laughs> and that's the only one i actually haven't seen <laughs> this this one is pretty close to it uh no i i i i I love the first one i love the third one uh these are vegas movies and this is not set in vegas uh there's nothing about it that feels like the first one other than it just happens to be the same guys and i think that some of them are even kind of doing a a little bit different version of themselves brad pitt seems like he's playing a different guy he's He's not the cool, slick guy eating an apple in the corner in the best suit. Uh, uh, I don't know. I just, something about this movie never has clicked for me. Uh, ah. I, 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 I owned the DVDs, uh, ended up selling the DVDs at some point, rebought the digital copies, only bought Ocean's Eleven and Ocean's Thirteen. Uh, so yeah, uh, probably. Uh, it's very similar to the one before where I'm like, I want to give it more just based on the performances. Uh, so I'm going to go with the same sort of thing. I can give it a 2.5. All right. Uh, Dax, obviously not impressed with oceans. 12 uh, gives it a 2.5. Uh, Omar, what do you think about oceans? 12. Uh, I like it better than glorious bastards, but, not a lot, not a, not a lot. More. I mean, I, I like Ocean's Eleven. I'm not like wasn't a huge like didn't get super excited about all the different sequels that came along with it. Uh, so I don't know. I give it a three. All right, uh, and I saw this movie uh, because, of course, I loved Ocean's Eleven. Uh, Ocean's Eleven was charming. It was funny. It was an all-star cast. It was interesting. Um, and so I was very excited to go and see this. And, and it just so happens that uh, before my wife and I were married, she and I took a trip to Oklahoma City because there was a band playing called Emery that we wanted to go see. <laughs> um, and it was sold out. Oh. And so we couldn't go see them. We, we didn't buy our tickets beforehand. This is before, you know. We had credit cards. We were still young and, you know, we couldn't purchase our tickets online. We were just going to purchase them at the door. 
And so instead we decided to go see a movie. We were pretty far away from home and didn't want to waste our time. So uh, Ocean's 12 was playing. And so we got excited and we went and were completely bored out of our minds the entire time. Oh, uh, we hated this movie. Um, we couldn't believe that this movie was a sequel to such a great film. Um, talk about forgettable. Uh, I hate this movie. I talk about uh, in worst sequels, which we should totally do, by the way. Um, I, this is up there. This is totally up there in worst sequels as far as like killing a franchise, in my opinion, because I've never seen Ocean's 13. I just after 12, there was no there was no need to, in my opinion, um, just awful. And I agree that Ocean's 8 is unwatchable. Um, I'm going to give this movie a one. And I wow, uh, I don't even know. I, and that's only because there's great actors in it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this movie. Uh, that means that. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ocean's 12 is going to get an 11.5 on the grayscale. Uh, and I'm so excited that I get to follow that movie up with one that's going to be infinitely better. I hope that you all think so. Uh, and <laughs> back to the future. Uh, I, <laughs> it's a revenge movie because now. Um, so I really struggled with the placement of the next three movies that I have on my list. Right. Um, I hear you. And so, yeah. And so I, I'm, I'm just going to go with it. Kind of going along with the theme of uh, Quentin Tarantino. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Kill Bill, uh, which is a 2003 and 2004 <sighs> two part revenge epic. Uh, Wait, do you get to do you get to pick both parts? It's one movie. Is two it? volumes, one movie. Yes. Mm, uh, totally. Okay. Tarantino has constantly said that. I would give each one of them a completely different rating, though. And so that's complicated. I'm sure, yeah. Well, maybe you can just do some sort of average as you're you know, thinking <laughs> okay. about it. So, so Kill Bill, uh, written and directed by Tarantino. It stars Uma Thurman, uh, David Carradine, and I, what I think might be his final performance, actually. Um, maybe I'm wrong on that. Uh, Daryl Hannah has Lucy Liu in it. Um, and it's about a former assassin, uh, Beatrix Kiddo. Uh, she is betrayed by her colleagues after she breaks the heart of her boss and former lover, Bill. Uh, after awakening from a four-year coma and learning that she lost her baby from the betrayal, she goes on a revenge spree, killing any and everyone even remotely linked with her betrayers, uh, and ultimately faces off against Bill, who has taken more from her than she realized. Uh, it's the Bohemian Rhapsody of movies, in my opinion. Uh, it kind of throws all of these... Oh, totally. It totally throws like all of these different genres together. Uh, I mean, it's a spaghetti Western. It's a Kung Fu movie. It's an anime. Uh, it's a, it's a romantic comedy. Uh, it's, you know, a, a bloody movie. Uh, it moves from black and white to full color. Uh, the music is epic. Uh, and it's so like defined that, uh, whenever you go to a basketball game or whatever, they still play it as hype music. Uh, it's so good. Uh, Parts of the movie are very bubblegum and laugh out loud funny, while others are dark and depressing. Uh, it is just an absolute smorgasbord of amazing Ooh, cinema. Good word. Yeah. Uh, and I think Uma Thurman gives uh, the performance of her lifetime for sure. Uh, and I give this Yeah, movie she a almost gave her life to scale. it. <laughs> I, I heard uh, a, a story about that actually. Uh, about a car accident or something and one of the stunts that she did, but yeah, uh, five out of five, uh, Elizabeth, you were kind of, uh, grinning over there. Uh, what do you think about kill bill? I have seen it. 
We actually rewatched. Well, we watched it as a date night, just to. I don't. I'll let Omar speak to that. But for me to rewatch it, to I couldn't remember. But yeah, I couldn't remember this movie, and there's a reason why. <laughs> it's so <laughs> slow, Chris. It's so slow. Like, okay, I get that it's a smorgasbord, but I mean, like. Seriously, I'm sitting there waiting, and then the next thing, like, and then there's blood squirting out, like projectile <laughs> vomiting out of one girl's arm or whatever. And, like, what the heck? Like, she's still bleeding? She's still there? Why has she not left? I don't know. It's just, it was so slow. I'm giving it, <sighs> it did not mold me. I did not really like it. The fact that I rewatched it, I'm like, why? So <laughs> it's going to get a one from me. <laughs> I feel like this is a revenge score. Yes, it is. <laughs> Promotions it 12. Might, it might get a two otherwise. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, well, let's go ahead and bring it to Omar because I want to hear his story about the date night. Oh, my God. What a, I mean, I enjoyed hanging out with Elizabeth. That was about the only thing I enjoyed about the night. I was The entire time I was yep. watching it, I'm like, I really... I don't know if I hope somebody plays this movie or I don't. Just because... And then it's the second... Uh, Quentin Tarantino movie and now I'm just like fuck and this is the one you really shouldn't have played Chris uh, <laughs> I mean if you're gonna lump, if you're gonna lump them both together I don't know if I can actually if my vote counts because I only watched the first one because I refused to watch the second one when the first one ended and it just pissed me off the fact that like he would he would do that where the first one seems so long and a lot of unnecessary scenes anyway like like why why force people just to make more money like make two different movies and release it like yeah it you know, should like have been one movie make people wait you know, if i'd imagine if i were to watch that in theaters i would have been so pissed off like that it ended that way because the endings of movies are always like the most important to me and uh there were some aspects that were interesting like like way over the top with a lot of different things and then i started reading up on uh I found this article uh, about an interview that Uma Thurman did and how she's come out and talked about how Quentin Tarantino treated her, how he, she did not want to do, I guess, the car crash scene or car scene. I don't know if it was actually crashed in the movie. I didn't want it had to be in the second one because I didn't see anything like that in the first one, I don't think. But uh, in the whole story and then how she like was forced back to like, you know, finish the job. And like, you know, I guess that's why she wasn't in like the third Kill Bill movie or that was like the follow-up to it or whatever. Um, and it just made, made me see Quentin Tarantino oh, in, a, in a whole new light, you know, like, like I guess he like, like actually spit on her in like one scene. And, and then there's been some stuff that came forward about it, which is interesting. Like as far as, you know, the whole like feminist, you know, side of stuff, because it seemed like a, a, a movie that was you know, very like dri- driven by a lot of, a lot of strong women leads. And, but, I don't know. It was just seemed like way too convoluted. It was, it was boring. It was just like, what's going on here? Like, you know, get to get to the point. I don't know. I I give it. A, I give it a one generously. <laughs> generously. <laughs> All right. The person that thinks that there's a Kill Bill three gives it a one. Uh, no, Dax, there's there there is about? like I guess uh, like from what I was reading in that same article, I never n- never but like uh, Quentin uh, Quentin Tarantino did another movie I guess that was based on like that same character, but it's not it's not a Kill Bill three. It's what I don't know the name of it, but but it was made and released already. 
Okay, so I think we'll have to so, agree to disagree on that, Dax. So what do you the, think about Kill Bill? The Kill Bill three thing was at one point Quentin Tarantino had the idea that every ten years or in ten years he would make another Kill Bill movie with Uma Thurman and add another chapter to the story, uh, and the third one would be Uma fighting uh, uh, what's her name's daughter that she kills in front of her. And that she would come back and she would spend the next 10 years training and try to kill Uma Thurman. And that they could kind of have this series go on as long as everyone was interested and wanted to. Uh, just kind of as long as, as they could. So uh, that was that was the initial idea. He ended up not writing it, not making it. It never got produced. It never got released. Anything like that. Still says in development on IMDb, but... Uh, he talked about it on the podcast I listened to last week, and he's not making that movie anymore. So, uh, yeah, uh, this movie came out in a time when um, movies were really exciting for me. Um, uh, this is literally the year I graduated high school. Uh, everything was kind of fun, and uh, it was right after all the 90s boom of the indie cinema, and Quentin was right in the middle of all of that. Uh, this is one of his first real feels like he's making a Hollywood movie as opposed to like this cool indie uh, flashback movie. Although he's doing a spaghetti Western mixed with a martial arts Kung Fu movie, uh, which no one had ever done before. And if you do break them down, the first one is like 80% martial arts and the 20% spaghetti Western. Second one is 80% spaghetti Western, 20% martial arts. Um I like a lot of the lore of this movie. Um, Michael Parks um, plays a really small role as Bill's, um, uh, his father figure, uh, Esteban. And then he also plays Earl McGraw, who is the police officer from From Dusk Till Dawn at the beginning of that movie. So he's playing the same character in another movie that he had written before. It mm -hmm. just, you know, all that stuff is really fun. It's really cool. Uh, Quentin gets to play with characters. He gets to bring people at, back, actors, things like that. Um, uh, first time working with Madsen in a while. And, you know, everyone's really excited about this movie. Uh, with time, it's aged a little weird, um, as these guys are talking about. And um, some people have it as their number one Quentin movie. Some people have it as their least favorite. And for the most people, I think it's kind of somewhere in the middle. Um I will disagree that I think it's one big movie uh, because I, they're so distinct as films. I know it's chapter one, chapter two, volume one, volume two, all of that stuff. Um, but I watch them as one and two. Um, uh, I do like two better than one. Uh, Same. And uh, yeah, I think, I think it's definitely, it should be, on the revenge list somewhere. I think it needs to be talked about. Um, uh, when you're trying to kill your ex-lover who tried to kill you, uh, that's quite a story. And to do it out in the open where he knows you're coming for him. He's waiting and he's planning and he's plotting. She gets buried alive. Uh, she has samurai battles with 88 men and women. I mean, it's a crazy <laughs> series. It's, there's a lot of action. Uh, technically, all of that stuff, it's great. The acting is really great. They use people really well. Quentin doesn't always use uh, his actors 
And I, th- I think he sometimes miscasts people based on who he wants to work with or who he wants them to be and not who they actually are. Uh, but this is one that I, I, I can't argue. There's there's kind of not a, a piece out of place. Um, I'm going to... I'm. I'm struggling with where I... It's a revenge movie. It's the ultimate revenge movie there, uh, Dax, I think is what you said. <laughs> it does not what I said. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, with a 4.5. I'm okay, okay. with that. I'm okay with that, too. Uh, I'm not okay with Omar Elizabeth's scores, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, God, I wish you would have played get... it. I really do. I wish you would have played it. I want to give you a better score. Here's the deal. I... I don't know what world I'm living in. I, I have no idea how it's justifiable that Kill Bill has the exact same score as Ocean's Twelve. Like I just oh. don't even. I mean, I don't it's even. It, it, it makes it, may, it makes sense to me, like as far as like where I would put them. Hey, if I just can't ju- imagine. If if you take just Volume Two, you would have had a five for me. So uh, you know yeah. that's that's on you. And you would have had a- Volume Two is arguably a better movie. Um, but like I said, I really view them as one film. I mean, I remember watching one and two in the theaters and they came out like a few months apart. It's not like they even like came out years apart or anything like that. Uh, you know, it's meant to be viewed as one movie and maybe it is a marketing scheme to make more money. Omar. I mean, I don't know why they couldn't have just made one very long movie. I mean, people do it all the time. The Irishman, uh, you know, whatever. Not back Um, then. Not back then. And not a theatrical yeah. release. And it would have been, instead of being two two-hour movies, it would have been one three-hour, three-and-a-half-hour movie. And Probably the been story a lot is better. So they would have had to cut too much. Yeah, and, and, and honestly, <laughs> at the at the end of two, it's not really over. I mean, it's, it's right. still, there's so much going on. There's characters are still alive. There's so much happening. Uh, it, it really, they I really was excited when they were announcing the idea of doing a three, 10 years later, but 10 years later has come and gone. So I am not looking yeah. for that anytime soon. Yeah. I, I really hope they don't revisit this. I, I hope it's uh, a one and done, or as you might say, two and done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love kill bill and I'm glad it's on the, the short list here, apparently <laughs> with 11.5 points. Uh, that's going to bring us to Dax's movie. Dax, what do you got? Um, I feel like this one just, it honestly, it can't be, ignored uh i'm i'm going with uh 2014 john wick uh i think this movie is really fun in a way that it shouldn't be fun uh it's really it's if you break it down into just what it is uh it's a man as far as you know at first he's just a man who's lost his wife who gets a stray dog uh, and the stray dog kind of replaces the love that he had for his wife in a moment that he really needed to not feel so alone. Uh, That's weird. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, a kind of an odd uh, Russian guy runs into him at a gas station, tries to buy his car off of him. He, of course, says, no, I'm not selling you my car. Uh, and uh, the men show up at his house, steal his car, beat him up, and kill his dog in front of him. And you're just devastated at this moment because it's this guy that uh, is going through everything. Uh, what you come to find out is he is uh, he's a former hitman. Uh, the way that the Russian man's father describes him is he's the man you hire when you want to kill the boogeyman. 
you want to kill the man that is unkillable, this is who you call. Uh, so the rest of the movie is John getting revenge on this family that's wronged him, who he used to work for, his former employer. Uh, but it creates this whole universe, um, almost like a Harry Potter universe, where there's this underground world of, uh, it's called the Continental, it's the Hitman's Hotel, where you get guns, you get food, you can get medical, you get uh, a wanted Ollivanders. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's it's this really fun world that gets built where you're like, I wish this world existed. I wish I could see inside. I wish I knew uh, all this stuff. But also, you're terrified. The idea that that could exist is one of the scariest things too. Uh, they've made three of them. Uh, the fourth one, I think, comes out next year. Uh, they're talking about doing a continental standalone series. Uh, I think it's going to be a series and not a movie. Um, uh, Keanu is fantastic. It's directed by uh, Chad Stahelski. Chad Stahelski is the stuntman uh, choreographer for the Matrix films, and he oh, then, wow. he then takes all of his years of stunt work uh, and working with really cool directors like the Wachowskis, and says, "What if we just go get all of the best stuntmen and women that we know, and we make a movie with them as opposed to." getting these actors that are they're fine but they're just going to be stuntmen and women anyway and we just make the most epic badass action movie of all time and that's absolutely what they did they continue to amp it up but uh on each sequel keanu is one of the highest trained uh actors in hollywood as far as stunts go next to only probably tom cruise uh and uh i don't know i really love it but i can't what, I can't fault a movie that the whole revenge plot is based on you killed my dog and I will kill you and all of your family. <laughs> I, I think that's, I think that's the odd, like the most oddly sweet <laughs> plot for a movie of all time. Uh, yeah. I love this movie. I think it's really great. Um, you know, I have the, the big like mega list of my favorite movies of all time. So when I, I realized when a, a movie shows up on that list i'll start giving you the number so this is my uh, 327 of all time wow <laughs> <laughs> which i know seems like a weird arbitrary number but that actually means something to me so uh yeah 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 i, I believe you have a list of you know a thousand movies on their rank <laughs> I, I believe that um what do you give john wick on the grayscale it's gonna be a five for me all right uh okay elizabeth have you seen john wick I have not. All right. Omar, have you seen John Wick? I thought I have. Like, and I'm pretty sure that I have. Uh, when Dax is explaining it, there was a lot more there than I remember, for sure. But it's one of those things that when it first came out, I was not interested in. But it, a lot of people talked about it. It got, like, real popular. And I know that, like, I guess Keanu was killing it in it. So I, I feel like I had rented it. After what year did this come out? 2014. Yeah, because I feel like I, I ended up like renting it on like DVD, with like Redbox or something when I actually f and finally watched it. And it was entertaining. It was one of those things that like, you know, I, I, I enjoyed all the way through, but it wasn't something that I've like went out and watched any of the sequels. Um, I, I'll, I'll give it a 3.5. Okay. My question is, because 
Actually, I'm going to let it be a 3.5 because if you hadn't seen it, that would have meant because I haven't seen it either, that instead of being a 1.5 for each of us, it would have been just a six points. But you giving it a 3.5 gives it 6.5 bump. I, if that I, makes I'm sense. fairly positive that I've uh, that I've seen it. It was just one of those things I don't remember <laughs> a, lo- a lot of the movie. Like, but like, yeah. And then when I'm, I was looking over revenge movies this week, I, I figured somebody was probably going to play it because it's at the top of the list of yeah. revenge movies. Um, so I'm glad that it right. got played, but it wasn't something that I like had any desire to like rewatch or anything either. So, um, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's interesting. I. I've wanted to watch this movie and I actually sat down to watch it uh, this week and I tried to find it. I couldn't find it anywhere for free. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I ended up watching another movie that we may get to talk about here in a little bit. Um, and so unfortunately, yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't really rate it either. Uh, Elizabeth. So uh, with Omar's 3.5, that means that uh, John wick is going to get the exact same points as kill bill and oceans 12, with an 11.5. This is killing me. I I mean, like, <laughs> two of us have not seen this movie, and it got the same score as Kill Bill. What the fuck is wrong with this world? <laughs> I am going to enact my revenge all over that was, you. That was the movie that I was telling you this week when you were saying that you were watching a movie for the first time that you couldn't give higher than a one, and I was like, I'm in that same boat. That was the movie that I was watching. So I can't even believe this. Okay. All right. Well, so far, each movie from this round has gotten the same score, 11.5. That's going to bring us, Omar, to your next movie. Uh, What do you got? All right. And I I wouldn't want to fuck with the score, but that's the thing I asked you before I started that, like, do I even get to vote since you're trying to play both of the movies and I did not watch the second one, which would give you another 0.5 higher. But I've already fucked with the score once today, so we'll see. Um, (laughs) I'd hate to to watch Dax's head explode. Uh, My my, my second movie, and again, this is hard, man, because my, my long list, I could go with any one of them. I can talk about them, and it'd be fun to talk about. Um, I'm going to go with a movie made in the year 2000. Year 2000. 2000. <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> d- directed by Ridley Scott and starring Russell Crowe and uh, Joaquin Phoenix, it's Gladiator. Um, and this movie is epic beyond epic. Um, I have seen it handfuls of times, probably. Um, it just follows, uh, you know, a former Roman general who sets out to exact rev- revenge or vengeance against his corrupt emperor who murdered his family and sent him into slavery. So, like, he was this decorated Roman general that, like, had his, like I said, his family murdered, and it's like you you fall in love with like him as as a person he's he's a great fighter but he's even a better father and he's just looking to go home and like be with his family um after the war and it's it it has so many layers it's a long movie it's like two and a half hours long but it's not i don't think it's slow at all um a lot of great fight scenes i want to say this other guy's name but i know i'm gonna butcher it is like desmond yuson or you you so uh he plays like another. He, his character gets introduced when uh, Russell Crowe goes into slavery to become a gladiator, and uh, basically kind of tr- trains him in a lot of ways. And it's you know he's fighting for freedom. He's fighting for just 
Like it's it's a revenge movie, but it's bigger than him. And uh, you know, Joaquin Phoenix's part I think is great. Um, cleft lip and all. I just I I give it I give it a five, hundred percent. Um, it's it rips your heart out, but I'd rewatch it again. Like, and it's one of those movies that you can find I think for free on TNT, um, and like you can stream it for like two dollars if you want to pay for it someplace anyway i'm done a five omar gives gladiator a five elizabeth what do you think about gladiator another bloody movie most revenge movies are (laughs) i suppose but that's what i remember of this one i have seen it um yeah i it didn't mold me as much as it did omar i'm gonna only give it a four but the storyline was pretty epic and costumes all the the, all the things it was a good movie just didn't mold me very well so i'm giving it a four all right uh dax what do you think about uh ridley scott's gladiator um i remember when it came out uh it dominated the oscars that year uh 12 nominations five wins uh, it was the you know the big epic movie of the year uh, back in the time when they were making big epic movies like that still that were not uh, uh, Marvel or DC movies. Uh, and <laughs> I love Ridley Scott. I think he's a really talented director. Um, uh, I don't love this movie though, unfortunately. Uh, this one's a tough one for me. I'm not a, a big battle scene action movie uh uh war epic that sort of thing uh, so braveheart uh gladiator troy all of those sort of big lord of the rings epic battle note kick- to self don't play braveheart next yeah <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah and i get i get a lot of grief for it i don't love game of thrones all of those sort of kind of shows uh but uh, the titties. Yeah, that's not my thing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he swings the other way. Uh, uh, I mean, so there's some the, pretty hard bodies in this, though. I mean, if, if, <laughs> if you're into that. This is, this is really confusing. I don't know where this is turning. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So f- I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that the acting is bad. I'm not a Walking Phoenix or Russell Crowe uh, big supporter. Uh, I don't think they're doing a bad job. I just don't care about their acting. I think Ridley Scott's a good director. I don't care about anything he's doing in this movie. I don't think he's doing anything groundbreaking as far as filmmaking goes because it's big wide shots. And, you know, uh, he's been a lot more interesting in a lot more other things. Uh, So I'm going to give each of those departments a 0.5, giving it a (laughs) 1. Okay. (laughs) All right. Wow. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, okay. Dax gives it a one. From the, um, the movie expert. <laughs> <laughs> At least I don't claim to be. Well, Chris, you can only I give it a two point five. You're, you're the What's one that, that gave me. You're the one that gave me that title. I have never claimed to be the expert. I think maybe I gave you that expert title. Uh, maybe, but uh, <laughs> anyway. So, so Ridley Scott's Gladiator. So. I've talked about this movie before. I feel like before we actually turn movies that molded me into a game show, we just like 
you know, talked about individual movies. I think Gladiator was one of them. Um, and so I, I hate the fact that you didn't remember that I gave this a low score. Um, I think that the 2.5, I think the movie's not that great. Uh, it's, it's kind of just bleh. There's a couple of things like that meant something to me at the time. There was like one quote, uh, that Russell Crowe says, and they put echo on his voice and he's like in the forest and, you know, it's trying to be this like big epic moment whenever he says what we do in this life will echo in eternity or whatever and at the time i was like "Ooh, that's kind of profound you know uh and in hindsight it's just an okay line um and then you know are you not entertained you know there's a few yeah. things like that i hated the cinematography of this movie there's like uh, one scene in particular at the end where russell crowe is floating above like uh, some grass or whatever and it just looks stupid <laughs> um i there's there's also another scene where there's like a chariot that turns over and you can totally see like the the motor or something in it you know that it was a motorized uh thing and and it just like i don't know it's for for a ridley scott film i feel like you should you should take care of those kind of things <laughs> also one but, uh, best picture that year too best did it picture. really yeah that's interesting uh it's okay, and and because it's okay, I'm going to give it a 2.5. It's it's a middle of the road film for me. I can watch it and be like, okay, that was okay, you know. But uh, yeah, how did you know I was going to give it a 2.5, Elizabeth? Because that gets his score to 11.5. Does it not make it 12.5? Nine. Oh, whoops. Yep, 12.5. My bad. I did the math wrong. Okay. So I, I just thought maybe you had access to the, the document that I'm working on now. Cause I'd already put my score there. <laughs> I probably do, but I'm not looking at it. <laughs> uh, well, gladiator is going to win that round anyway, uh, with 12.5 points stacked up against oceans 11 or excuse me, oceans 12, which got 11.5 <laughs> points kill bill, which I cannot believe got 11.5 points. Uh, and John wick, which I'm sure is much more deserving than 11.5 points. Um, which is going to bring us to round three. Uh, Elizabeth, what movie have you got? Okay. So this is where I go any, meeny, miny, mo because that's yeah. where I'm at at this point. Um, I will save my animated revenge movies for our <laughs> bonus material. <laughs> Cause they do exist. Um, yeah. And I'm going to go with the 2002 count of Monte Cristo. This is a movie version of the book. A young man is falsely imprisoned by his jealous friend, and he escapes and uses a hidden treasure that he finds to exact his revenge on the friend and win back his his love, the love of his life, essentially. Um, this one is a period piece. I really enjoy um, movies set in other times. Um, that's the uh, the fairy tale lover in me, I guess, um, when they glamorize long ago. So I think it's set in 1600s or somewhere in that range. Sword fighting is a thing. And this guy, he literally is put in a prison on a rock similar to, um, uh, I'm thinking Azkaban, but that's not the right prison. (laughs) Alcatraz? Alcatraz, thank you. Oh my gosh, that's embarrassing. Okay, well, same idea, right? So, um, but he escapes. Um, he escapes, and uh, uh, his the, his the lover that he had before he get put he got put in prison. Um, 
she thinks he's dead. And then he shows up and he is not. And there's, it's just a great, uh, I think it's a great movie. Costumes were fantastic. Follows the book decently well. Um, lots of good sword fighting scenes if you're into that kind of thing. And yeah, I really, I enjoyed it. So I'm going to give it a four. All right. Elizabeth gives Count of Monte Cristo a four. Uh, Dax, what do you think about the Count of Monte Cristo? Um, if you had said the 1930, what is it, 34, 38, 34 version, mm-hmm. I could say I could give it a rating, but I saw that one. Uh, I purposefully did not see this movie because I did not assume I would like it, never have gone back to it, and have no opinion. Okay. All right. Uh, Omar, The Count of Monte Cristo. I have seen it. Um it's a decent movie, but it's not something that I would have thought would end up on any list, really, necessarily. Uh, but, I mean, it's not it, its not as vile as Kill Bill to me, the, the part one. I can't believe and so, I, I, I mean, I, I'll give it a, like, what, Middle of the Road's a 2.5. I give it a 2.7. Oh. Okay. Uh, and this is the third movie that's been played today that I have not seen. Uh, I've never heard of this movie, Count of Monte Cristo. Um, so but, I actually heard, yeah. heard of the book. I actually hurt your score, babe, by seeing it. If I wouldn't have seen it, yeah. you would have got a higher score. <laughs> That's okay. So that means that currently, Mount, uh, excuse me, Count of Monte Cristo <laughs> Mount, uh, Mount is the, Mount the Cristo. Mount oh of Monte Cristo uh, it- has a nine point seven. Okay, wait. I have a question about this Count of Monte Cristo. So none of you had this as required reading in high school. Yes. No. No. Yes. You did, Dex? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because so high watched, schools around watched, here did too. I watched the original one because the one you're talking about wasn't out uh, at that point. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this, because maybe it was required reading, but I didn't do any homework in high school whatsoever. So I have no idea. I was a terrible student. Well, it's a it's a great so, sandwich. Yeah. It's a really good sandwich. <laughs> I love the. Yeah, the Monte Crisco, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Guys are ridiculous. All right. I'll take my L- points. Little fatty. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> All right. So so far, Count of Monte Cristo is the lowest scored at nine point seven. Babe, um, of of all the movies all right. that are left on the list. <laughs> I mean I I think you probably should have gone with your animated. I yeah, get or that. your Mo. I, I, you went with Eni and Meanie instead of Mo. I mean, I know. I, I almost okay. wish that you would just replace something. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> we can replace something if you want. If you want to replace something, I can do that. I've got more on Omar, it's, too, it's too late. We've, it, we've it's too late. If Omar's willing to to concede some points, he can buy you a second a second a redo. Ooh, <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. Omar's like, I'm not willing to give up any of those points. I mean, for that. I, 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 uh, I, I'm okay with it, but I just don't know. Let's just keep going. We'll do it. We'll do. I don't know that any of the, the rest of mine. Um, honorable mentions, I guess. We'll see what's on your list and honorable mentions and then see what's yeah. yeah. chosen. Yeah, because I don't know that anything yeah. else that's left on my list would rate very highly on any of your opinions. <laughs> yeah. Well,. I'm extremely glad that Dax gave up the ghost earlier about uh, the movie right. Braveheart and how he feels about it, because this is on my short list. Uh, so I'm going to go with a, another movie, uh, and that is uh, Tombstone, which is a 1993 Western movie essentially directed 
by Kurt Russell, even though it's uh, George Cosmatos or whatever. Uh, it stars Kurt Russell, Val Kilmer, Bill Paxton, Powers Booth, and Sam Elliott. Uh, famed lawman Wyatt Earp moves his family to Tombstone, Arizona, intending to retire, but justice calls, leading his family and old friend Doc Holliday to clean up the corruption of a gang of outlaws called the Cowboys. After a shootout with the gang at the OK Corral, the Cowboys retaliate by shooting Earp's younger brother, leading Wyatt Earp and his crew to bring hell with them in a revenge-filled massacre of every member of the Cowboys. Uh, this movie is extremely quotable. I don't know uh, any guy that's my age that hasn't seen this movie and hasn't said some of the things that uh, Doc Holliday said. I'll be your huckleberry. Um, Exactly. You're a daisy if you do. Uh, it's just, you know, insanely quotable. Uh, a very young and plump Billy Bob Thornton uh, was in this movie um, and, you know, he gets slapped around and there's a really great scene where Kurt Russell, you know, just just bullies him into submission. It's great. Um, Val Kilmer's best performance, in my opinion. I think he's so good in this movie. Um, I could care less about the love he story. He a great Jim uh, Morrison, though. Herb. I don't know. He did. He did. Uh, like I said, I could care less about the love story between Earp and the, the you know actress or whatever that's in town and his horrible treatment of a sick wife uh, and all that. I think that's that subplot uh, is, you know, not even close to, to being a great part of the film. Uh, it takes history, of course, and they revise it uh, and, and make a really cool film out of it. And the majority of the movie doesn't even really uh, get started until after the shootout at the OK Corral, which is probably the most famous, you know, part of Earp's history, I think. Um, and uh, I, I love this movie. Uh, it's, you know, all sorts of really fun, toxic masculinity. I give it five out of five. On the grayscale. Uh, All kinds of toxic masculinity. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. Uh, Elizabeth, what do you think about Tombstone? I don't think I've seen this. You've talked about this one before, haven't you? Uh, I have talked about it whenever somebody played it on Best Westerns. Yes, that's where I heard about it. I know the history of the... I know the history of this (laughs) movie. And and so I feel like I've seen it, but I know I haven't. So 1.5. Wow. Wow. Uh, Dax, Tombstone. Uh, Val Kilmer's best performance is uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. That's a good movie. Uh, That's a great movie, but it's... No. Anyways, uh, so... uh, (laughs) Fat fat Val. Yeah. (laughs) I'm in in the weird weird boat on this one. Uh, I think the... uh, um, uh, Kevin Costner is the better version of this movie. What? I, I like Wyatt no. Earp. I own Wyatt Earp. I've watched it multiple times. I've seen Tombstone twice, once to see it, and then once to clarify how I felt about it uh, recently. Uh, yeah, I don't love this movie at all. Uh, Should have picked Braveheart. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I, I, I'm going to do exactly the same as as Gladiator. I think the direction is fine. I think the acting is fine. Uh, uh, I'm going to give it a one. <laughs> I think the, the the theme is just permeating all, all of our entire show. <laughs> this is like just the revenge, the revenge show, man. It really is. I, I, I mean, I've never had such low scores. I, I was going to... Oh. I'm glad you played this movie. I it was the movie I was gonna play, and I was gonna play it. I thought for the win, and I thought it was a great pick. Um, I think it was like the number one on the westerns, which is you know it definitely belongs there. Should be, but like yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. 
think it's fair to compare it to the White Earp movie with Kevin Costner. I think that's also a great movie too. Uh, and it's in itself. I don't. I don't think there needs to be a comparison there. But I, yeah, I I give Tombstone a five just because you need it. Like at this point, like, um, I, I mean, I'd, I'd give it close to that anyway. But I'm not gonna fuck with your score, man, because everybody else is like, uh, yeah, I, lo- I love the movie. It's quotable. Um, I think yeah. that like rewatching it, there's definitely some slow parts, but it, it picks up and it's I, it has a great ending. Um, I don't know. Like you said, there's some there's some questionable characters, you know. But then again, like I mean, what time frame are we talking about? So, right, you know, like everybody's yeah. like, you know, you have a problem with somebody, you, you meet them at high noon and fucking shoot them in the head. So it's that's how you did. That's how you know, there was no tw- <laughs> there was no like Twitter wars or dumpster fires on Facebook. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You're the, the price of uh, calling somebody out was a bullet in the face back then. So people just didn't do it. <laughs> and when they did, there was a duel and whoever got shot and survived won. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then the, the story of friendship too. I mean, I know it's a revenge story. It, it, yeah. it, it clearly is, but just like the, the story of, you know, Doc Holliday and Wyatt Earp's friendship in that yeah. movie, I think is what if we are going to compare the two between that and the white herb, like I think that that's which we says, shouldn't, which we shouldn't. But that's what that, that <laughs> I, I agree. But that, I mean, that for me is like what makes that movie because, like you know, like the way he comes to help his friend, you know, after he's on, on his deathbed, is yeah, that's it's yeah. t- a tearjerker, and I don't even like to cry in movies. Yeah, it really is. It's a very moving scene. And, and like I said, I, you know, I, I do like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I think uh, I think Val Kilmer's performance in this uh, is, you know, I, I think it's so much better in this than Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. And, and of course, only second to Willow uh, as Mad Mardigan. Uh, but uh, yeah. that, that was a joke. Uh, I, I mean, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you. Is that you know a revenge movie? About Willow. <laughs> Well, it's one of my favorites. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I, I think you can compare this to Wyatt Earp just because I think they came out in the same year and they're about the same person. Uh, and this might actually be a good episode of Facing Off podcast where they take two similar movies and, and play them against each other. But I really think that Tombstone would win. Uh, I don't think many people in hindsight go, go you know, quote Wyatt Earp with Kevin Costner or, you know, uh, talk about that movie too much i think if if the the subject of white herb comes up it always goes back to tombstone and i just want to give a shout out to kurt russell who's listening right now that <laughs> you know he's w- without him this movie doesn't get made uh and it certainly doesn't have uh, the longevity it does um you know they 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 replaced the director like in the middle of the movie uh and it, it just had a bunch of troubles but kurt russell really took the reins and believed in the project and he just fucking killed it and i i, I love him so much for it uh this is a great movie uh it is the best western or neo-western of all time uh it is uh, and of course that's debatable but that's what i believe uh and uh it's a great <laughs> i mean fucking all of our movie. opinions here are debatable like you know but like it, it's for, it Clearly. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Uh, But yeah, Tombstone, it's going to end up with 12.5 on the grayscale. It's it's much more deserving, but that's what we got. Uh, Dax, what's your next movie? I'm so torn between three movies and I'm, I'm really not sure where I want to go. I'm I'm actually going to change it at the last minute 
Oh, uh, throwing in from one to another. I'm and I'm <laughs> and just to be clear, none of these scores that are given out are based on uh, any sort of personal revenge or vendetta. Although uh, it's so really funny to me that this is like the <laughs> the weirdest uh, episode as far as like low scores go for movies that are are clearly good movies and uh, it's making me laugh quite a bit. So uh, <laughs> I can't wait to listen to this one back just as a fan. This is, is I'm having a good time. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, 2005. I'm going to go with V for Vendetta. Oh, okay. Um, so this is uh, kind of an un- underknown, underappreciated under- movie a lot of the times. Uh, a lot of people don't know that it's actually a comic book. Um, not huge, big budget, uh, movie. This feels more like an indie movie, uh, some really great performances. Um, the director is James McTeague. Um, he has gone on to make some, you know, some kind of okay, interesting movies. He did the, uh, Daniel Craig invasion movie, the invasion of the body snatchers. He did a weird, uh, uh, Edgar Allan Poe, the Raven movie. That's not a great movie, but it's a really interesting uh, choice. He's been doing some TV. I think he's a really interesting director. I'd love to keep seeing him make movies like this. Um, it's a about a future uh, version of the world. Um, uh, tyranny is in full swing. Uh, there's Tyranny Edwards. <laughs> that's what i said shout out to t <laughs> and um and so the government is controlling the entire world there is mass corruption there is curfews and there is a you know so somewhat like a, a vigilante that is going after the government that has betrayed him directly but also betrayed us um it kind of is put in the in the frame of uh george bush presidency um where he just went to war uh 9-11 has just happened there's a lot of things that are happening at this point when it comes out that are happening in the original comic book um uh government control manipulation uh starring hugo weaving yes starring hugo weaving with a I, i mean this is really a powerhouse performance you do not see his face the entire movie yeah he is all voice acting he's the guy behind the mask he's doing the stunts he's fantastic uh natalie portman in one of her kind of more iconic roles even though maybe not everyone's seen this movie everyone goes oh remember when she shaved her head and she's like and she had the buzz cut oh yeah that's right what was that movie again uh there's even a band that named themselves that right of what Natalie Portman shaved head. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> I think I mean, there is. If not, they should. Uh, <laughs> That's a great band name. Uh, if you want to start a band, we can talk about it after the <laughs> after the podcast. Um, writers of this movie is Wachowskis. Uh, yeah. It's a really great story. It makes me cry every single time I watch it. It's very emotional. Uh, there's a really great scene in the middle where Natalie Portman gets arrested and she's in kind of a prison camp. No, no real food. She's getting tortured every day, uh, drenched down in water, questioned to give up 
who she's hiding, left for dead, starving, uh, shaved head, and in the middle of it gets a note passed through the wall from her prison cellmate next to her on shitty toilet paper and tells the story of her life. And it will, I I would tell more of that story, but I don't really want to cry on the podcast right now. Uh, It's so beautiful. Uh, It informed a lot of my ideas of uh, not what I think for sure government is, but the, the fears of, of, a corrupt government and uh, sure. being being the people that say we will not you know we will stand up we have a voice you are not in control uh really great scenes with the guy fox mask uh that everyone is wearing at the very end of the movie it's kind of it's kind of it's giving me chills right now just thinking about it uh i saw this in theaters seven times and the week it came out, I went and got a V for Vendetta tattoo on my arm. My daughter is named Evie after this movie. Uh, I love this movie. Uh, it's my uh, 131 favorites movie of all time. <laughs> I, I know it sounds so arbitrary, but when it gets to four and five hundred movies on the list, you start to they start to have value. Uh, and I picked this over my eighth favorite movie of all time, uh, which we'll talk about on honorable mentions uh but i have to give this a five out of five for sure all right um remember remember the 5th of november the gunpowder treason and plot elizabeth are you going to seek revenge here and give this a low score uh what do you think of v for vendetta i don't remember having seen it yeah so yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, th- I think it, um, I, I think you would like it if you saw it it is not a overly bloody violent action movie it is absolutely no. about something it is very literary the way that the uh, dialogue is there's a very early scene where you get introduced to the character known as v and natalie portman says who are you and he gives you the speech of who he is using alliteration and almost only using words with the letter v as the starting letter and it will, it, I mean, it feels like, uh, it's like a poem. It's incredibly it is beautiful. poetic. Yeah. So yeah, you should definitely watch it. Yeah. Uh, Omar, what do you think about V for Vendetta? It's a good movie. It's a good choice. I think it was a good audible. Um, cause I think it's one of Chris's favorite movies. He's talked about it a lot. And I, th- or I remember talking about this movie, maybe on another episode, but, but uh-huh. I, I, I give it a four. It's, 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 it's there's, there's every bit of it. I don't, I think four is good. One okay. of his favorite movies, um, but it doesn't have Marty McFly. I'm so confused. <laughs> this actually made, uh, this did come up in our um, movies that molded us most episode. Uh, and, you know, I, I played this movie because it also shaped my idea of politics. Um, and, you know, which was uh, at, a, at one time very important to me. Uh, I fucking love this movie so much. I think it's so good. Uh, it's endearing. It's powerful. It's a great message. Um you know, it reminds us to uh, never give in to fascism, like never give in to the idea of fascism, because, uh, you know, it's 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 way worse than anything you could think of. I mean, that that scene that you're talking about, Dax, where, um, you know, Natalie Portman's character, Evie, is in the prison uh, and gets past the note. I mean, it's very reminiscent of what you might see in a, a Holocaust movie, um, you know, which 
we could talk about, you know, and, and, and you're the only, the only actual response to anything about the Holocaust is to fall on your face and cry for three days, you know? And so, so, so this movie kind of brings up those, those sentiments and what could happen in a fascist world where the United States is referred to as the former United States because, you know, of the division of its people. Uh, and, you know, certainly I, I hope that is not indicative of the future here. And uh, anyway, I, I love this movie very much. I give it a five on the grayscale, uh, which means that V for Vendetta is going to get 15.5 on the Good grayscale. It is now in second place there, Dax. So, so great job. Uh, that's going to bring us to our last movie of the day. Omar, what do you got for oh us? Oh my gosh, the pressure, right? The last <laughs> movie of the day. There's so many left on the list. I can't wait to do honorable mentions. Um, I'm going to have to go with, with this movie. Um, I don't know how it's going to, how it's going to do, but I just watched it last night, rewatched it last night. I should say, um, you can get it at Walmart if two disc, the first and second one for $5 right now. And this is now you see me. Um, and, and it's, it's hard for me to want to play this movie kind of because to say why it's a revenge movie gives away one of the best spoilers or, you know, uh, you know, as far as, and, um, but it fully fits. Um, but it's, it's a a magic movie if if you want to call it that. So, um, in a, in this visually spectacular blend of astonishing illusions and exhilarating action from the director of Clash of the Titans. Four talented musicians <laughs> mesmerize an international audience with a series of bold and original heists, all while pursuing a hidden agenda that has the FBI and an Interpol scrambling to anticipate their next move. And uh, so it's like these four music- musicians, magicians, uh, they don't play any music that I know of. Um, uh, <laughs> they all have like certain skills that they have honed in on one's like an illusionist one's a mentalist uh I forget what the other two specialize in exactly one's like a pick- escape artist escape artist and a pickpocket like sort mm-hmm. of guy so um but they all get this card that like leads them to this secret magi- magician organization i don't know why that was so hard to say right now and uh <laughs> uh and and uh, it's called the eye and it's it's really fun they end up pulling like a bank heist like in front of like a live audience and just kept and everything that they're doing is like for the good and giving money back to the audience and so they become like super popular super infamous and yeah fbi and interpol um are always like a step behind it's uh it's a fun movie um it keeps you kind of guessing there's always a, a you know a, a trick up their sleeve as you would say like and uh it is definitely a revenge movie but i don't really want to give it away if you have not seen it i recommend it it's a fun movie we it's one of the movies that me and elizabeth have watched this week um hopefully she gives it a high score i don't know we don't talk about that but i, I we had a lot more fun <laughs> than watching kill bill i'll put it that way so um, <laughs> I, I, um the one is definitely better than two uh, the, the one of the main characters, uh, the redheaded chick, uh, what's her name? She's Isla in, Fisher. Isla Fisher. She's in a lot of things. She's great. She's not in the second movie and the explanation they give is pretty lame. Um, and it just seems like they just want to replace her with some other female lead. It, it just didn't work. Um, but first one's Lizzie Kaplan. First one's great. Yeah. 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 I mean like the cast is great. Cast is amazing, but 
like just the you don't e- you don't work. ever figure out in the first one what's happening next and in the second one you can kind of like anticipate it just it, it just seems sloppy in the second one same a lot of the same cast but it's just second one seems sloppy first one's great a five all right omar gives now you see me a five elizabeth what do you think about now you see me yeah if we're just talking about the first one <clears throat> i'm gonna give it a four i love i did love it um and the cast is great it uh I like movies that kind of, that aren't suspenseful. I, I don't really like suspense movies, but I like movies that keep you guessing. And Now You See Me keeps you guessing until the very end. Um, so yeah, I, I thought it was a great movie. Um, so I'm giving it a four. One more thing about it too. Right. Like from the very first scene, they do a magic trick and like the audience, like us sitting out there, like, you know, what card do you see? And I still wonder how they did that. Is they just like maybe put it in there more often, but like, it's, it's funny. I, I watched it the first time, like the first like five minutes. And then, uh, you know, you see a seven of diamonds and that's what the rest of the crowd sees. And you're like, how the fuck do they do that? And then like, uh, you know, Elizabeth watched it and I'm like, was, was your card seven diamonds too? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, how? Cause you see other cards, you see like, you know, Kings and different stuff, like but like for whatever reason, you're like, seven of, and clubs. They, seven of like, it just sticks out and it, and it works. And, it, and if they can trick the audience, us in the first scene, it's like, it's powerful. It just like locks you in from like the very first scene. Anyway, I've seen this movie and I really like Woody Harrelson and most everything he's in. Um, I hate Jesse Eisenberg and most everything he's in. There why? are a few exceptions where I think he's great. Yeah, why? Um, I just can't. I think he plays the same character every single movie. I I, I don't think he has much range. Elizabeth was the um, exact opposite I, when she was watching this movie. That is so funny. I I think he's great in the Social Network. I think he he plays that role very well. But I think that is says more about the director than it says about. Jesse Eisenberg, because like I said, I think he plays that same character in like 99% of the movies he's in. Um, for me, he really takes me out of movies uh, for the most part. Isla Fisher, I'll take and leave. Uh, she was good in Nocturnal Animals. Um, you know, she she's she can be good. I don't really care for her too much. Wedding Crash. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Hot Rod. I, I just I didn't. Here's what you know. You want to know something really funny? As you mentioned <laughs> that the second movie enough. wasn't as good as the first one. No, it has nothing to do with her boobs. <laughs> um, you, you mentioned that the second movie wasn't as good as the first one, but I actually remember more from the plot of the second movie than I do the first one. And I, th- I think maybe that's because uh, <laughs> one time that Dax and I actually did get together um, to hang out. I don't even remember. Maybe it was Christmas. I, I you know, I don't know why you were giving gifts. It was, was it Christmas? It was so it was right around my ex wife's birthday, and so we invited <laughs> a bunch of my friends and her friends to come together, hang out at like a little bar grill sort of place, and we just thought it would be cute. <laughs> we were at the dollar store earlier that day, and we we're like, let's get you know, there's ten people coming, let's get ten like dollar store presents for everyone for Christmas. Uh, so and everyone got something different and specific to them <laughs> as what we framed it like we got this just for you on we thought of you when we saw this uh, and I'll let you keep going <laughs> so so I get the gift and I open it and it's <laughs> you can't even say it <laughs> it's a it's a magic set and it's got like you know some of the magic tricks or whatever from the movie 
But it's a now you see me too magic set. <laughs> <laughs> Not just a now you see me magic set, but a now you see me that, too. That, oh my gosh. That's funny for so many yeah. different reasons. Like, yeah. <laughs> that magic set did not have Isla Fisher and had Harry Potter in it. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, then, my God. When I, when I saw that on oh. the shelf, I thought that was one of the funniest, weirdest products I've ever seen. It was like, it was, it was equivalent to if I've been like at the store and been like oh sweet they have now you see me two band-aids like it was just so, so like weird. it was just what a weird tie-in i don't know so good oh god so i hate this movie um, <laughs> I, I i just don't like it i think it's not good uh i give it a one wow. Dax, what do you think about now you see me <laughs> um uh, yeah, this cast is great. Uh, I know we've already yeah. men- mentioned everyone. Uh, I want to really shout out Mark Ruffalo, Mel- Melanie Laurent. Yeah. Their yes. little love story chemistry is so cute. It's so sweet. And it really brings the movie to earth in a way that otherwise it could be it could be so big and kind of over the top and ridiculous. Uh, it also does a really smart thing at the time of casting Morgan Freeman and Michael Caine, who are both in every Chris Nolan movie. And in a different world, Chris Nolan makes this movie. He makes the big, huge budget, crazy, epic, world-hopping magic movie because he had just made The Prestige. And he made his version of a magic movie. Uh, I, I, and so putting them in there, it gave him a lot of credibility uh, are on a already really diverse cast. Uh, yeah, saw this in theaters. I had one of the most like fun times watching this for the very first time. Um, I've watched it a bunch since. There is a pre-production third one that keeps being talked yeah. about and in the works and all of that stuff as well. Uh, this movie did really well in theaters, uh, enough to warrant a sequel. It didn't need a sequel. I don't think the sequel fails, uh, but it's much more of a heist movie than it is a magic whodunit. It, it left a lot more movie? holes, too. It just was so sloppy. There were a lot yeah, more holes. They, they definitely set up the idea of the eye in the second one a little bit more, and you really want to see what that's going to look like. And I'm worried that the problem is that they can't make the eye as incredible as the mystery of the eye would ever be. So, uh, uh, funnily enough, this actually uh, falls on my list as well, my all-time list. Uh, this is 293 on my all-time list, and uh, for that reason, I'm I'm 100% giving it a, a 5 out of 5. Holy shit. I can't. I can't believe that. that you hate it so much, Chris. Honestly, like we literally just watched this last night, and it, it's a lot of fun. I don't understand. Like, I, I get your whole. I guess if you really hate Jesse Eisenberg or whatever, he's he's. I hate Jesse but, Eisenberg, but I but I'm, I can stand him in in, in the uh, the Facebook movie, the Social Network. Like I think he's great I, in that. I don't know. Maybe I need to watch it again. I I don't remember Mark Ruffalo or Melanie Laurent being in no? this movie. Yeah, um, that's that's interesting. Yeah, he's like, watch it. yeah you, if you don't remember that, I mean, that's the whole. Yeah, he's the whole point of the movie. So, so he's one of the main people, huh? That's he's, so yeah. weird. He's the FBI agent uh, uh, trying to go after that's the right. magic team, and she is yeah. Interpol being called in to help take care of the international element that has come up because of 
the first bank that they heist on the Vegas Magic Show is a French bank, and they do it from Vegas. And so now Interpol is called in because it's an international issue. I think because I don't remember a lot of the plot of this movie, I should maybe resort back to just saying I haven't seen it so that I can give you a 1.5. I mean, I'm which okay is with your score. I'm just saying I I don't know. I, I'm surprised that you feel that strongly about it because it's a pretty good movie. I just remember hating it. Yeah. Maybe I should watch it again. Maybe it wasn't a bad mood. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, you, well, you can get I, one I, and I'll, two I'll from Walmart right now on like DVD for $5. <laughs> For like less than you can get like a chicken sandwich from Chick Fil A. So, what's what's a DVD? Exactly. Exact, exactly. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, that means that now you see me uh, has pulled in to third place. <laughs> yeah, it kicked Mean Girls. It kicked Mean Girls out of the top five. Uh, oh my god, this is such a weird world. I, I don't even understand. Uh, Okay, now you see me is going to get fifteen points on the grayscale. Uh, all right, well, I mean, I've got I've got everything totaled up here. I, I you know, I, I'm listeners. I'm baffled. I'm I'm just I'm at a loss for words. I don't even know what to say. One of the best movies of all time uh, got a three from Dax. I I don't get it. Uh, I I think the interesting thing, honestly, everyone, uh, the Omar uh, initial episode of that I'm here to. Uh, help Chris out that I'm here as, as, <laughs> as his best friend from childhood. Uh, as you're learning my movie taste more and more, I think that is uh, continually, hopefully surprising and confusing everyone because even Chris did not know that tombstone and inglorious bastards and kill bill and all of those things would be so low on my list of uh, movies. So I, I think this is fun because nope, uh, nobody really knows what we're going to pick. And, and I, that's, that's really my favorite part of this game is, uh, is uh, the mystery. And then the, the illumination that happens when, <laughs> when uh, worlds collide. I feel really exposed <laughs> about my uh, hate of uh, Quentin Tarantino during this whole thing. Like I, I feel really, like uh like i wish that i really wish you wouldn't play kill bill <laughs> yeah uh well we'll get in you know here in a minute whenever we get into the honorable mentions for our patreon we'll get into maybe some of the uh the other movies that i could have played um all right well so let's go ahead and talk about the movies here uh coming in uh fifth place with let's see here how many points did uh oh 14.5 points is Deadpool followed by Inglorious Bastards in fourth place with 14.8 points. Uh, miraculously, Now You See Me is in third place with 15 points. It's magic. Uh, of course. <laughs> well, it is magic, right? <laughs> uh, in second place, we have V for Vendetta uh, with 15.5 uh, points. And the number one revenge movie of all time that I have not seen and somehow it still made number one uh, is Born Identity with 16 points on the grayscale. Uh, wow. Not yeah, even, I can't not believe even, the number one movie I haven't seen. It's not even the best in the series either. Yeah, really? that is yeah. interesting. <laughs> it's just that like me and Dax liked it enough that we didn't give it like hateful scores. So. <laughs> it was before we all started hating on each other. That's what happened. It was the very first movie played. <laughs> before the revenge scores. 
<laughs> I can't believe that you, you snuck in there with Now You See Me at the end there. Uh, I know. That was, I, just can't even I didn't it. see that coming at all. Well, that's wow. Now You See uh, Me. Like a true revenge now movie. Now You See Me, Chris. <laughs> <Yeah>. Definitely. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, let's go ahead and talk about who won this game. Uh, coming in dead last, who had first place here uh, with 37.2 points is Elizabeth. Yay! Uh, in second place with uh, only slightly better, 38.8 points is myself. Uh, oh, mirror decks, in, mirror decks. Uh, in second place, we've got uh, 40.5 points, and that's going to Dax. And Omar is the winner of the Revenge movies with 42 points. On the grayscale. Congratulations, Omar. Once again, you've (laughs) somehow won the movie by some feat of magic. I put you last in hopes that you would be last. And of course, you ended up on top. I mean, I'm surprised too because I thought Gladiator would do better than it did. And, like, you know, I I didn't realize Dax would hate Deadpool, like, as the downfall of cinema. But you learn learn things. You learn things as you play this game. Hey, at least he gave Deadpool a 2.5. He gave Gladiator a 1. <laughs> which, I mean, which I feel better about because, you know, I give Kill Bill a 1. And, like, I know Kill Bill is probably, people probably <sighs> love that movie, like you. And I love Gladiator. I know a lot of people, like you said, won a lot of awards. It's a great movie. But you yep. hate it, and so and so does Dex. So, fuck you both. <laughs> <laughs> Just to, just oh, to, Tombstone getting that one from Dax is not okay. Just to it's clarify, just this is my fourth second place in a row. Oh my god. Are you serious? Four in a row. Wow. Interesting. I know. I'm, I'm, interesting. I'm, I'm, I want to keep the streak going. I'm going to play good and bad movies just to make sure I keep it level. <laughs> that's, that's, it's been my strategy. I didn't want to get first every time, so just do just enough to get second. Oh, I thought I thought you had me on this one. Like, uh, um, I'm glad... I'm glad that you like Now You See Me, and I think that people really would. And that's it's, it's so good. I don't want to give away why it's a revenge movie, but I mean, I guess that's probably sorry said too much. But uh, yeah, Mark Mark Ruffio, Ruffio the Hulk, um, <laughs> Ruffio. <laughs> yeah, that's always what I think about whenever I, I see, see his name. But um, I, I agree, Chris. There's probably more memorable scenes in the second one, but just as far as an overall movie, the first one's better. But like, like whenever it's like, you know, tackle the quarterback. That was like one of my like laugh out loud scenes. Like, like what does the quarterback say? Freeze when uh, basically when freeze. Uh, Woody Harrelson's character was the mentalist was hypnotizing to like twelve people on stage, um, in anticipation for what they're going to do at the at the end of their trick. Um, you know, like and like what kind of tackle the quarterback and who's the quarterback? Whoever says freeze. And that was, that was, it was funny. I thought it was funny. Nobody's laughing. Fuck you. All right. Thanks for one. listening. They don't remember it. I thought it was great. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, uh, we're about to do our honorable mentions, listeners. If uh, if you are with me and you think that Tombstone or Kill Bill getting a one is absolutely unacceptable, I need you to go on social media and I need you to back me up on this. Uh, you know, and, and if you want to join our Patreon so you can, uh, of course, get uh, lots of good extras, it's only $2 a month, and you can do that over at patreon.com slash movies that molded me. Uh, and uh, yeah, come hit us up on social media. We hope to see you soon. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.